This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. We head into the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, best of evenings to you and uh, happiest uh, New Year's as well. Uh, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chrisella, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby, all broadcasting live from our Odyssey Palace studios here in America's finest city. The sports world goes on on this Tuesday, but all the thoughts and prayers continue to be in Cincinnati with DeMar Hamlin, the uh, young Buffalo Bills safety, 24 years of age, who uh, underwent cardiac arrest uh, after a tackle last night in the uh, football game between the Bills and the Bengals. If you're just tuning in, um, DeMar Hamlin's uncle was just interviewed on the NFL Network no more than 15, 20 minutes ago and uh, reported to the interviewer that uh, DeMar is still on a ventilator, although the um, amount of oxygen being given to him has been decreased. Yeah, he was, so that's a good sign. Uh, at least we hope it's a good sign. Um, but uh, until they get him off the ventilator, he's breathing on his own and uh, conscious. Um, you know, I think everybody has their fingers crossed, still on pins and needles, hoping for a full and uh, recovery soon by DeMar Hamlin. The yeah. National Football League has certainly been monitoring all this. They did say earlier today that the Bills-Bengals game will not resume any time this week. Uh, the NFL adding that the uh, Week 18 schedule is still uh, on, uh, on plan uh, for the games to be played this upcoming weekend, at least as of now. So yeah, it, that is really all we can tell you in terms of what you wouldn't know had you, you know, from this morning till now. There really hasn't been a whole lot of news. Yeah, Cameron Wolf was the reporter that uh, Dorian Glenn, who was the uncle of uh, DeMar Hamlin, said he was on 100% oxygen. That's been decreased to 50% oxygen. oxygen. He's still sedated. Main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and healing the lungs. Yep. So uh, we just continue to kind of wait on pins and needles for uh, further word on uh, the condition of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Andre Reid, the uh, Hall of Flame, Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, was on the program earlier. We'll play you some of that interview. At the bottom of this hour, uh, we also had Sal Capaccio, the asylum reporter for the Buffalo Bills, on the show. If you missed the... Uh, Miss any part of that, uh, you're more than welcome. Go back uh, on our webpage at 97.3thefanisd.com. Uh, other than that, you know, it's kind of a difficult day to, you know, get all happy-go-lucky about the sports world. Um, you know, I think the NFL has taken some criticism for the fact that the game was not 
canceled sooner. Uh, I, to me, that just doesn't seem like that's a, a it's an not imperative discussion. It's not to important, have, right? At this it, point, it wasn't important from the moment the game was canceled. Like it, all the conversation that was going <laughs> Except, on, the, the fact uh, is, it got it canceled. got canceled, and nobody played another down. And you yeah, know, regardless point, of though. how anybody feels about it taking an hour and was ten minutes or something like that, there's a lot that has it, to be it, checked it, out. Exactly, but you know how we are. We want things done pronto. We want it done right now, and that's one of those situations that's impossible to just stop and change and move. The fact is, they didn't play another snap after. All the focus at this point should be uh, on DeMar Hamlin and his family, and not whether the NFL had planned to keep playing or had told people they were going to keep playing. doesn't matter. They didn't play. Let's put it's just, the it's energy just, elsewhere. I get why people were upset that they didn't cancel the game. I, I guess I wasn't one of those people because I'm just thinking there are so many things right now that they are checking on to see what they can do. Is he doing better than we think he is? is are the players wanting to play? It takes time to gather that information. And uh, Roger Goodell gets paid the big bucks to make these decisions, and he he definitely had to work for you, his money last night. You heard what Sal Capaccio said during his interview. Like he was on the sideline, he had didn't hear any words of a of a time on when somebody should start, but he did say guys, particularly uh, Stephon Diggs, were trying to get their guys ready to go back and play, and that was without word. So right. it's it's easy to see a, a a bunch of players who are conditioned to just you know move on from a, a difficult moment. Were and the key word was trying because. As he was telling that story, he also said tears were running down his eyes. So it was a chance that even though he was trying, those guys weren't going to be able to muster it up anyway. It all didn't matter because they didn't have to play. Anymore. It wasn't just a difficult moment, Tony. It was an uh, unforeseen moment right. that had never never right. happened before. Right? Nobody's ever been a part of this before. Nobody's ever seen anything like this happen on a football field. Nobody's ever been privy to anything and what to do in this case and what to do with the game, what not to do with the game. If there, was any, if there was any talk at all about resuming the play, you know, when Zach Taylor, the Cincinnati coach, went back to his sideline and when uh, McDermott, Sean McDermott, went back to his sideline, the Buffalo Bills, they both looked in their players' eyes and they said, this isn't happening. Right. They're not playing. And uh, Zach Taylor walked across, talked to Sean McDermott, and they said, that's it. And so it, <clears throat> no, right, no. Tony, it doesn't really matter what the NFL was going to do, wasn't going to do. Now, it was suspended, but there's a lot of people that want to try to find fault in something like this. There's, a, Listen, there's I'm, no fault I'm, to be had. I am I am not a um, NFL apologist. I think you guys have heard me criticize them at times. I don't know that this is one of those signs because we actually don't know what happened. Actually, we do know. You had the NFL say what they said. Now, you can believe that or not believe that. But ultimately, how the game was called was exactly how it should have went down. The coaches, the players, were the ones that ultimately decided that the game was not going to go on. I, I have a question about, because this could happen in other sports. Like we talked about before the show, like someone could take a fastball to the chest and it work out, and I hope it never happens, knock on wood. But what? how would baseball handle it? Would baseball, obviously I think the game would definitely be postponed for the day, but would they play the next day? Would they play the following day? I don't, I don't know. have an answer to that. I don't think that you're it, probably it, right. It, it hasn't happened, but uh, I would say that if the much like last night, if the players decided we can't do this, 
Reminded me of that game against it was here, the, uh, it the was, Mariners. It was here against the Mariners. When they decided not to play the game, and it was all kind of crazy. There was a lot of chaotic moments, but then it came down the game wasn't going to be played. Right. But if, if the, the players, players don't want to play, they the can't players decide not to play. play. The game is not happening. And I think that's still up for grabs as far as what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, Tony and I discussed this. The league is saying that they're going forward with the schedule for Week 18. Uh, they added a new word in there, though. But they added a new end to that phrase, uh, s- s- statement, which basically said, as of now. And that has to be as of now. There's absolutely no way you can make the Buffalo Bills go out and play Sunday afternoon if they're if their fallen teammate is still, you know, sitting in a Cincinnati hospital somewhere and anybody's unsure at all of what, you know, his uh, condition is. So, uh, you know, we're going to all have to wait and see. This is uncharted territory for everybody in the National Football League and for most of us that watch sports. We don't see stuff like this. Where you, Tony said it so well earlier. You said a lot of things so well today, by the way, my friend. No, I'm my man, being honest. My man. <laughs> I said my friend. <laughs> I know his name. I don't have to call him my man. But, um, you know, the, the fact of the matter is these guys are conditioned to go out there and take a chance on putting their, their bodies on the line. But they're not conditioned to go out there in a situation where they feel like their their lives could be on the line. And uh, we aren't either as fans watching this. Uh, Kevin in Oceanside joins the program for a moment here on Gwen and Chris. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hello, Chris and uh, Gwen. Thank you for uh, having me. I don't know if you guys remember this from the 90s, but Owen, William, Owen Wilson fell from the rafters at a stadium and Vince McMahon had him taken off and resume the show. That's tasteless. I remember Owen Hart jumping off yeah. of that. Uh, he got you, caught up in a, a, in a what was it, a wire that was running across. He ended up breaking his neck. Yeah, because he, he was he was doing this thing where he was falling from this the ceiling. This is a, one of those wrestling events. WWE. It was, it was WWF, WWF at the, at the time. time. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Owen Wilson. That's an actor. It, but No, it, it, it was, was Owen Hart. Hart. Yeah, Owen, Owen Hart. Hart. It was, it was hit Brett to Hitman Hart's brother. I remember this day, to be honest, because I, I was a big I was wrestling it. fan. This was a pay-per-view event. It was. So, Chris, what happened was he was supposed to make this crazy entrance from the, the rafters, and he was going to jump down, and he was going to be on cables and everything, but something went wrong, and he fell all the way down to the ring, and he hit his neck and oh broke goodness. his neck on the way down. No one knew that he was he passed away in that moment, but Vince McMahon did say, you guys are going to finish this. Because we cannot just cancel the rest of this event. It was a pay-per-view, as Tony it was said. A pay-per-view event. So if this was like the Super Bowl, what are they doing? It doesn't matter. But I thank you, Kevin. But I do remember that. And that is a, But that, to me, is different. Because WWF is sports entertainment. And, and What is the NFL? Sports entertainment. <laughs> I yes. guess it's... I Life guess, wins <laughs> out, Scraby. Right. I guess it went only... out over that. I mean, if something like this, God forbid, ever happened in a Super Bowl game, you'd be postponing the Super Bowl. There's no way you're going to get these players out on the field playing. Especially for something like WWF, you would think because it's already, so, you know, I don't want to say it's fake, but it's it's not. It's more entertainment It's more than entertainment sports. than sports. What are you guys talking Hold about? Hold up, but my point is. <laughs> Sorry to break your heart here, <laughs> But my point, my point is. And something like that, you would you would expect when a real life thing actually happens, an actual emergency, it would stop it. But you know that was a, that was a long time ago. And Vince McMahon is has He's no longer been a outed as a yeah. pretty terrible. But guy. that was one incident to to uh, who, our caller's uh, point. That was Kevin. one Kevin. Uh, that was one incident that completely wasn't handled. 
the right way. And yeah, I, I it was 1999, so we didn't have social media. We didn't have really. I mean, we didn't really have. Yeah, the unless you were too much. Unless I remember ESPN showing that. They didn't show it because obviously on pay per view they can only still show still shots. Yeah. So they were oh, showing the still right. shots, but not necessarily showing uh, Owen Hart. Um, but yeah, it's we're in a different we're in a different time now. And yeah. But one thing that hasn't changed it's still going to be up to the athletes themselves yep. ultimately whether you can play or not. And I go back to the Hank Gathers thing in 1989 when he collapsed and died on the floor during a Loyola Marymount basketball game. It was in the West Coast Conference tournament. All right, they were in the postseason conference tournament. They canceled the rest of the tournament, and that was it. Loyola was declared the champions because they had been the regular season champs that year. And then it was left up to the players whether or not they wanted to take a bid in the NCAA tournament. And what happened? And they famously did take a yep. bid in the NCAA tournament and went on to perform without him and made a run all the way to the Elite Eight. It was one of the most emotional uh, sporting yeah. things I've yeah. ever covered in my entire life, but and that's why I kind of think the they Bills might rally to, Had they said we're not playing, they would not have played. Now the tournament, the NCAA tournament, would have gone on. This was not a basketball necessarily related death, other than the fact it was a basketball player at a pre-existing condition, and uh, as the books would later tell us, uh, that he had many reasons why he had stopped taking a lot of his medication, etc. But um, yeah, ultimately, it's going to be up to these players, and that's why I don't think that the NFL can definitely say there's going to be games this weekend. I think that's why they threw that last part of it. Yeah, because I, I just don't know that the players are going to be 100% ready. Because, have to uh, hope uh, that they are. But. Another point that, that Ryan Clark made last night, if if you did decide to play a game, the product you would be putting out there would certainly not be near what it would normally be. Guys are just not going to be able to turn the page. And he, and he was referencing playing that, continuing that game Last night. Last night, but I would imagine only a what six five days six days later, turning around and and not having necessarily the answers that we are hoping to have at this point, it's going to be hard. I think it is. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll take a couple of more phone calls on the other side of this. Uh, our visit with Andre Reed uh, was quite emotional. Uh, we'll have some of that for you coming up at the bottom of this hour. In the meantime, we check traffic, and Gwen and Chris continues. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 521 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. 
getting through the uh, what is normally known as a happy hour. Not you just as... had Ronaldo come in and do it. Our sales, our sales, um, our head sales, uh, yeah, guy. our VP. He uh, is an accomplished soccer player. So Tony asked him about it, it, it. Well, it was funny because during the World Cup, he had asked me about my daughter who was dealing with a, an ankle injury, and he was like, "Yeah, I used to play." And didn't think nothing of it, moved on. And then uh, Scraby during the break goes, hey, I heard uh, Peter Schwartz was a uh, like a really accomplished soccer player. And he just happened to be walking by <laughs> our, our door. And so I stuck my head out and I was like, hey, man, uh, I heard you were a pretty accomplished uh, soccer player. And he was like begrudgingly was like, yeah, well, that was pretty good. Was, yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was the only freshman to make the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a Boston, it was pretty good. Boston U, I think. So. Uh, shout out to Peter. Can Peter I clear him. something up real quick? Go ahead. Uh, so Owen Hart, I know I want to get the details right. In your defense, I think I led you down this path because I did say Thank he you for broke giving his me neck, so you're good. Uh, he he did not break his neck. He ended up, and I'm sorry to even say it that way, but he ended up falling 78 feet and he landed chest first on the top rope, Ugh. which was what ended up severing, severing his, his aorta. Yeah. So, My goodness. I just want to get that out there, make sure it's correct before... I'm sitting out there spreading false information about how Owen Hart passed away. So there. There you have it. Thank you, bearer of correct information. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Doing a better job with that these days. I'm really trying. You are. I'm really You're trying. much more aware of it. You used to just you used to go off the cuff with, with bad information. Oh, now, such bad information. Now you actually will reel it back in and like try to correct it if it's wrong. Was it our shows that we did right before the break? Because I know Chris had we had two days when Chris was already out, and uh, a friend of mine... Oh, yes, it was, Chris. So my friend sends me this text saying, Jalen Hurts is out. And <laughs> I looked at it, Uh-oh. and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And then I Googled it real quick because you guys have taught me well to Google, and I couldn't find anything about it. So I texted my friend back. And I said, don't be an idiot sending me fake news during a show. And we've still been in a fight about that. He said he wanted to make sure I was on top of it. And I said, don't ever do that He again. turned it out to be uh, fake news. It turned out to be fake news, right? Fake news. He wasn't out? He wasn't out at that point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Fake news. Way to go, Scrape. You're growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I did get into a fight with him, though. <laughs> anyway. Try not to do that. <laughs> anyway, it just got awkward real quick. Yeah. No, uh, as we said, we will continue to update you guys, at least for the little bit of time we have left on our show. Uh, we'll, we'll replay. What's, what's in it? We had a couple interviews today. We Andre? Andre Reed. Andre Reed, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Join us. Uh, you get to hear a chance to hear that again. But we do have some uh, some callers on the line. Now, I can't see the screen, so you two will have to. Uh, uh, let's go with Dexter. Dexter, welcome back. Happy New Year. Hey, happy, happy New Year, gentlemen. Okay, so I didn't get a chance uh, before you guys went off the air for the uh, rest of the last month, but um, you guys are sharing, like, year-end highlights. My year-end highlight was that uh, you guys used, during Comic-Con week, uh, question, trivia questions that I submitted. However, they were scratified. <laughs> they were. So they were, they were not 100% accurate. They, the, but you know, that's okay. I have to craft that's them, okay. Dexter. I, but I, do <laughs> craft them. I have to craft them. But you did send me a lot of great questions. Actually, I was cleaning out my car over the weekend. Still had those questions in because there. Because I huh? printed them out. And I went through my what is my, that from my, July? My work bag. Clean yeah, your it was. Car once in a while. It was in my work bag, and I started reading the questions again. What was Comic Con? July Jesus. or August? Yeah, but a lot. The majority of the questions were like uh, 
not necessarily they, they're, they're not they they can be used post Comic Con because um, whenever you run out of questions, Scravy, you should go back and look at this particular like sports movie ones that I submitted because they'll be helpful. I still do um, have it, but I still what, do. yeah. So, but going back on topic really quick, I don't know how much you guys covered it or not, but uh, Chris and I are probably the only two who are uh, amongst the four of us right now who are old enough to remember uh, the Daryl Stingley injury. Yes, and that uh, and, you know it, it made. Uh, he was a wide receiver for the then uh, New England Patriots. He was oh, then okay. a receiver for them. And Jack Tatum, the assassin who played for the then Oakland Raiders, laid a massive hit on him that basically destroyed his final column, and he became a quadriplegic. Yeah, it was a preseason so, game. Yeah, and and yeah. Tatum for a long time, and even in his, he's written. I think I think he wrote three books, and I think. He did, he. It wasn't until the third book where he actually expressed remorse, and so I mean, on the field he was, uh, he was shocked. You know, he was stunned because there was a guy lying on the field right in front of him who was basically, who looked like he was lifeless, let alone couldn't move. And so you know, but from that moment, Tatum's career was never the same because he didn't play as hard and didn't play as aggressively, and eventually he ended up playing for got traded to Houston, the Oilers, who weren't exactly a great team at the time. And, you know, his his career was basically over after that. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel bad for the the guy that um, col- that he collided with. T. Higgins. You know, yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, put, you know, here's this guy, you know, who, who you know, was, was basically lying there lifeless, and he ran into that guy yeah and it was just as you know sure said you know it was just like a really bizarre and unfortunate coincidence but i mean you know we should also be taking into consideration that guy because imagine how he feels like he feel he might i, I would be willing to bet you he's probably feeling like he caused this guy to to, to nearly die or if he does uh, you know god forbid if he does pass he's going to be carrying that with him you know just like uh when ray boom boom mancini unintentionally killed Dooku Kim in the ring. Yeah. The same kind of thing, you know. I mean, to me, it's, it's, yeah, Yeah. it's just, you know, we, we, you know, I mean, but there was no, no malicious intent involved. It was just, it was just an unfortunate set of circumstances, you know. Uh, And Ray Mancini, the same thing, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, they're boxers and stuff, and they're beating the living daylights out of one another, but, you know, he wasn't going into the ring with the intent of killing somebody. Yeah, that's what you know, that's, that's what makes this. And thing. they called for an end to boxing when that. Yeah, I mean, listen, that, back in the day. Dexter, thanks, thanks, thanks for the phone Dexter. call. As always, that's what makes this different, right? And, and he and Dexter brought up Tatum, and I don't remember that that was before my time, yeah. but certainly you can imagine being the dude that hit him, seeing the ramifications of that hit. And then you not being able to play with that same edge from that point forward. And Tatum played with an amazing edge. Uh, I'm looking things up on the the Tatum situation. It happened in 1978 in a preseason game, and it wasn't even helmet-to-helmet contact. No penalty was called on the play. But uh, it was one of those hitting a defenseless receiver type plays. Before they had that, right? Before they had that rule in, obviously, in 1978. And Daryl Stingley, unfortunately... Uh, was a quadriplegic for the rest of his life. He died at the age of 55 back in 2007. But uh, 
Yeah, there's been – look, we can unfortunately go through, you know, a litany of these kinds of things, but nothing quite like what we saw last night. And let's hope that, uh, again, you know, for the best, DeMar Hamlin uh, continuing to fight and, uh, you know, we're waiting updates on his condition. But, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of these. And when he mentioned Mancini, I don't know if you remember this at all, it was a young Korean fighter that he just knocked him out and killed him. I mean, in the ring – and they basically said, that's it, no more boxing. You know, they called for an end of the sport. And, you know, that obviously has not happened, nor should it probably. But, um, you know, there has been, you know, unfortunate things have happened in the sports world, but in all kinds of walks of life. Sports is always a, it was always a, an example for what happens in the rest of our, our world. No doubt about it. Let's step away, take a break. When we come back, Andre Reed, Hall of Fame wide receiver, former Bill you missed that interview, you'll get a chance to hear it next here on Gwen and Chris. Welcome back to the program. 5.36 is the time. Gwen and Chris, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., thanks for being with us on our first show of 2023. Andre Reed, Hall of Fame wide receiver from the Buffalo Bills, had uh, some very emotional things to say about uh, the injury uh, and the status of the situation involving DeMar Hamlin, the young uh, Buffalo Bills safety who was uh, injured in last night's Monday night game. Um, one thing just to consider, because we said the NFL is planning to go forward with its 18th week of scheduled games as of now. Remember, they do have an extra week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. I thought about this. And I don't know that it would be an awful thing you know, to suspend week 18 for a week and just move the playoffs back and then only have a week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. Time is a is a great healer of all these things. I I, I remember that, just real quick, Pete Rozelle said the one thing he regretted more than anything else was on the weekend after JFK was assassinated that they did not cancel the NFL games that weekend. He said that was one thing that he regretted to the day he died. So, you know, I still think it's something to keep in mind. But um, let's check some traffic and then uh, stick around for this interview with Andre Reid. I, I, I think you'll find it uh, emotional and uh, heart-rendering to a certain extent. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. NFL Hall of Famer Andre Reed joins us here on the program today and after what took place last night in Cincinnati. And as a former Buffalo Bill, Andre, I imagine that hit a little close to home. How are you feeling? How are you doing today? And uh, how are you hearing the folks in Buffalo are doing? Um, first of all, thanks, thank you guys for having me on. Um, obviously, it is a uh, what happened last night um, was not just um, – in the football world, it was in the sports world. Yeah. And I've, uh, I played 17 seasons in the NFL and have never witnessed anything like that or seen anything like that. And I've seen guys, you know, tear knee, knees and, uh, shoulders and been carted off with broken legs and all this other stuff. But that was different, brother. 
you just don't think of it. Oh man. I mean, it's just, you don't think of it that way. Yeah. And I am, uh, not only praying for him and his family, but the Buffalo uh, community as a whole, they've been through a lot the last year. 2022 was a terrible year to be in Buffalo. In May, they had a mass shooting that killed people. They've had two major snowstorms in the last two and a half months, three months, that has killed people. I think the last one, they killed 25 people. And now this happens. Um, it just hasn't been good. And one thing about Buffalonians that people don't know, they are the most resilient, heart-feeling, heart-feeling, warmest. There's, there's words that I can't even describe what a person from Buffalo is like. And they showed that last night. They showed it, showing it today. Um, for this young man whose dream was to play in the National Football League and, and Tony Gwynn Jr. knows this when you play sports you sign up for a lot of things regardless of what the sport is you sign up for the entertainment you sign up for the financial gift you get from it but on the back end of that you sign up for a lot of stuff that could happen too mm. and these kids go out there and pour their hearts out to entertain. We all do that as sports figures, as athletes. Um, I could hardly sleep last night because I never met this kid. But I know this was his dream to play in the, in the league at 24 years old. I came in the league at 21. And I was fortunate enough to play as long as I did. And missed only 11 games and didn't have any major injuries that could have derailed my career. I was lucky. And for it to happen the way it did last night, you know, humanity is something else, man. Yeah. And everybody that watches sports uh, to a certain point, when their player's not doing well, they, they argue and they are this and their team's not doing well. But there are human beings out there. And, they, and, and watching ESPN today with, with Ryan Clark, and I think Ryan Clark did a great job. All those guys on ESPN did a great job. No doubt. Of kind of put it in, putting it in perspective. Because we get maligned. We get put in the paper when bad things happen. But we're all human beings at the end of the day. We all have our own problems. We all go through things. But last night really showed what not only the NFL community is about, what, what sports is about. And those two teams were distraught. And, and I give a lot of kudos to Sean McDermott. And I give a lot of kudos to Zach Taylor there with the Bengals of doing the right thing, the NFL doing the right thing. And people talk about, well, they didn't do it fast enough. You know what? That's your opinion. We all have opinions. That kid, that kid's well-being and his life are on the line right now. And football is not even secondary. Yeah. We say things, oh, that's just secondary. No, it's not even. There's not even number on it. It's all about that kid, his family, and him getting back to health and and getting through this. Um. 
Buffalo's a strong community, like I said, man. They are they are strong. They are strong people. And they've been through a lot, not only this year, but Buffalo as a whole is one of those cities where people talk about it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to do there. It snows, this and that. But you know what? If you're on your last nickel, a Buffalonian will take care of you. No doubt. And give you what he got. And I'm saying that to all the viewers out there that are listening to this. Maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe not. But I played up there for that long, and I saw the heart of those people and saw how they feel about their team. And they got the best fans in the world. And they'll be there for their they'll be there for their team through thick and thin, and, and they've been doing that for years. We've kind of seen how they've poured in support for Demar Hamlin's um, yes charity. I mean, so it, it's clear that yes, I was just going to say that the, yep. the the folks in Buffalo they care immensely uh, uh, about this young man and, and and the rest of his teammates. Hall of Famer Andre rejoins us here, and Andre, you mentioned it. You've never seen anything like this, and. No, Chris and I no. were talking about it before you came on. It's really, really hard to see either coach uh, at this point and players being able. Because one thing that I've always admired about the way athletes, particularly football players, have to compartmentalize these injuries, seeing things you know that are pretty vicious on the field, they do it every week. How do you imagine they compartmentalize this and yeah. play a game on Sunday? That, that you're, you're absolutely right there, uh, Tony. Um, one thing that has come up in the past year has been the mental aspect, the mental, mental awareness. When I came in the league, they didn't have that kind of thing going on. And teams, every team has a certain mental awareness person on the team that deals with certain situations every single day. They walk in the building every day, and they are in there to do a job. But they don't, you, you don't realize what some of these guys are going through because it's 24-7, 365. And it isn't just catching and running and blocking. There's a lot going on with it. And they have to, like you said, they got to put that all that stuff in one compartment and try to do their job. I was one of those. And to see this community come together and donate $4 million and still growing to this young man's toy drive, and it's not just Buffalonians. It's, it's the league. It's people in general. So there is a sense of humanity in this that we all have to take out and say there are great people in this world. There are people in this world that care about other people, regardless of what team you like and what's your favorite team. There is good in humanity. And it seems like it always shows when something tragic happens. And guess what? That's, that's really what it does show, when, when a tragedy happens. And it doesn't have to be sports. It can be anything. Andre, how did the, a couple uh... years back... Yeah, a couple years back, Andy Dalton, uh, they donated to Andy Dalton's foundation a million or $2 million. Yeah. Just for throwing a pass and scoring a touchdown 
so the Bills got it in the playoffs. <laughs> you just don't wake up and think about that. You don't. They are dedicated in um, Buffalo. Hey, yeah, Andre, how, and, do they, and, how do you guys, how does a player, I mean, take us I mean, through this locker room today and, and, and tomorrow and, and whenever it is that they have to get back out on the practice field, how, yeah. how, how can they do that? That's, that's where the mental comes in, bro. That's where they have to go in and hunker down and talk. If they have to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. They have to talk to somebody and get that out, whatever it is. Because they play a violent sport. This is a violent sport. And if you saw the hit last night, it didn't look violent. As vi- some violent ones that I took and some other players took over the years. But it just so happened, it happened at the right time for that to happen, to him to go in cardiac arrest. And that's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. I mean, you saw Bengals players going to the hospital. You saw a vigil at the hospital. I think they still have – there's a vigil going on right now. Um, Stefan Diggs just took an Uber to the hospital. He said, I got to find out what's up with my man, with my dude. And that all, that all comes under the word family because that's what it is. You walk in a building and you think that that's your family because they do anything for you, regardless of the winning and losing. I got your back. And that's, that's really what football, football players are about, man. And I'm sure it's what baseball players are about and hockey and basketball. There's a brethren there that is it's a bond beyond anything that's on this planet. It's a bond that you cannot break, and it's a bond you cannot, like, draw. You can't draw that bond. Um, I mean, I'm getting ready to tear up because it, it, it brings people together, and it shows people what people are really worth. It shows people what you're worth. So um, it's it's been a hard time for me. It's been a hard time for my teammates. I've, I've talked to Thurman. I've talked to uh, Jim. I've talked to Bruce. I haven't talked to Bruce yet, but I'm sure I will get to him in the next couple of days or whatever. Um, I just was on a live with uh, uh, Jim Kelly's uh, wife and daughter. They were at the stadium. They did a vigil. There had some pastors and had some uh, church people there. Um, and if you look at it, this is the irony of it, you guys. This happened on January 3rd. Damar Hamlin's number is three. Mm. So they did the vigil at three o'clock. Yeah. How weird is that? I tell you, it's a tough time for everybody, I'm sure, in the Buffalo world of Buffalo Buffalonians, as you said. And, uh, yeah. you know, Andre, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I know uh, we were, you know, on Twitter last night and, and saw the things you posted and uh, yeah. I suggest we try to get you on. And we really appreciate your perspective on all of this. I, you know, I think we can hear in your voice, you know, the, the family aspect of what this all means to everybody involved in the National Football yeah. League and just hope that – you know, you, yourself, your family, and the Buffalo family are going to be all right and make it through this, and this young man makes it through this. Hopefully we'll get the good news soon on that. Yeah, um, I know they're, they're, they're keeping a, a close uh, close eye just to say the right things at the right time. They just don't want to come out and blurt out stuff that they're, they're going to do their due diligence and get it to the public and get it to everybody as soon as they can where they have some concrete stuff. Um, 
other than he is sedated um, and he's uh, uh, got his heart beating again. So we don't know. Obviously, we're not doctors. We're not medical personnel. We don't know the, what's going to happen after this, um, you know, what the, the complications are. I mean, we're, we're not doctors. We don't know. We just want him to be okay. We just want him to be okay. Um, just keep praying, everybody out there. The power of prayer is strong. Um, it's a story that'll go on forever. Uh, and we're hoping and praying that um, DeMar uh, pulls through this and his family uh, gets some answers as fast as they can, and he pulls through this and, you know, that he's okay. Because that's all we care about as athletes. Is our, is our fellow man okay? Is he all right? Because if it was you, they would do the same thing for you. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, that's my take on it. Again, I'm, I'm uh, just like you guys. I'm watching to see what, uh, you know, the next updates are on him. But um, I really don't know. And and we just are, are praying that he uh, he pulls through this uh, with flying colors. Andre, thanks so much for everything, and uh, best of luck to you and your family. And, and appreciate you coming on. It was very, very. Uh, very exciting for us to have you on the show today, and I hope we can get you back on under different circumstances, maybe when the Bills win a Super sure. Bowl, right? You know, let me tell you guys, you know, as much as Buffalo gets talked about and this and that, if any sports franchise is is due that needs something like this, this this would be kind of the icing on the cake of all the things that, that happened uh, over the years and especially this year uh, in Buffalo. So, um, again, it's all about DeMar and him getting well and uh, the community pulling together for him, uh, the Buffalo Bills family, former teammates, everybody that uh, cheers for them. And, and it isn't, again, the whole sports world is cheering. The whole sports world wants him to be okay. Yeah. And that's where the humanity part comes in, and, and we hope that that, uh, that happens. Andre Reed, everybody. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Andre. We appreciate the time. We'll catch up to you again, hopefully, Andre. You got it, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. There he goes, Andre Reed. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way. Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Automall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Andre Reed, uh, not only a terrific guy, but a really terrific wide receiver. Back in the, uh, the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl era, they would make it every year. And Andre Reid would catch about 1,000 passes yes, on would. the way to the Super Bowl, and then somehow they'd find a way to cover him in the Super Bowl. A big Padre but, uh, fan, too. He's yeah. down at the games all the time. Terrific, terrific player and a Hall of Famer. That's why uh, he, he's, he's deserving of that honor for sure. All right. Uh, thanks to Scraby today. Thanks to all you for uh, listening up and uh, being part of this program. It was uh, fun to uh, kick off the year, but not under the funnest of circumstances. Hopefully we'll uh, come back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We'll have some good news concerning DeMar Hamlin. Hopefully we'll get that soon tonight, and uh, we'll be able to talk about all that on the program tomorrow. So we'll look for you at 2 o'clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Crisello, have a good rest of your Tuesday evening, everybody. So long. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 